You're listening to the Pursuit of Christ podcast, where we are passionate about developing a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ by taking the truths of Scripture and applying them to everyday life. We hope that you'll be encouraged and challenged as we examine God's Word together today. Good morning, and welcome to Episode 5 of our study through Proverbs. As we continue on in this great book, learning more practical truth for how we can live a life that is pleasing to God. Today in episode 5, we are in Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And we're going to be looking today at the value of wisdom. The value of wisdom. What is wisdom worth? What is anything worth? I think one way we can determine the value of something is how hard or with what effort we go about to pursue that particular event, activity, or item. You know, there are certain things in my life that I have worked very hard for. I know something that maybe many of you have had the experience of is the value of a relationship. And I remember after meeting my wife and as we begin to communicate through emails and then later phone calls and, and then meeting in person and visiting more and more together. I spent a lot of time, I spent a lot of money, and I eventually went out and bought a very expensive ring to put on her finger because I wanted her to know that I cared very deeply about her, that I loved her, and that I wanted her to be my wife. And so I was willing to call her. I was willing to stay up on the phone talking to her. I was willing to drive many miles. I was willing to spend lots of money. Why? Because she is very valuable to me. Things that are valuable to us are things that we pursue with great intensity and with great energy. Things that are valuable to us are things that we put a lot of a focus on in trying to obtain. And I think wisdom is something that is of incredible value. And yet the way that we pursue that wisdom, the way that we look to get it, really dictates or, or demonstrates, I would say, to others how valuable that wisdom actually is to us. Now, as I look about in our world today, I would say a lot of people really do not value wisdom. People prefer to get information in the form of a soundbite or a quote, often a pull quote that may be pulled out of context, a sound a soundbite that's pulled out of context. Even the way people study their Bibles today has become just, well, give me one verse and give me some something for the, for the day to help me through. And we have really lost, maybe not lost, maybe we never had it, but I think we are not moving in a positive direction when it comes to acquiring and seeking after wisdom. We want people to sort of feed us information so we can react. But I would tell you this, in the Christian life, we are not to be living reactionary lives. Rather, we should be living a life of purpose. A life of purpose is a life lived on purpose, and it is a life lived to seek after and to follow God. 
But for many people, even Christians, they live reactionary lives to the circumstances and situations that they find themselves in. Proverbs gives us a lot of wisdom. It gives us a lot of truth that we can take and apply to our lives so that we don't have to live a reactionary life. Instead, we can live a life on purpose, a life that is guided by principle and guided by wisdom. What is your life guided by? Is it just guided by your past experience? By reacting to whatever situation is coming up in the news? There, there's a lot of things that can cause fear in our lives. Or do you have the wisdom that comes from above that gives you the ability to discern and to live a life of purpose, a life that is lived on purpose? I want you to follow along with me today in Proverbs chapter 2 as we read verses 1 through 5. And we talk about the value of wisdom. And as I read, I want you to notice he gives eight different ways or eight different descriptions of the way in which we are to seek after or to search after wisdom. And I've already given you a couple of them there. But listen here as I read. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1, My son, here's the first one, If thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom, and apply thine heart to understanding. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as for hid treasures, verse 5, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. Did you hear them there? I'm going to go through them quickly, one by one, because he gives eight different descriptions of how we are to be going after wisdom because it has great value. The first two are found in verse one. He says, receive my words. When God's word is being spoken, when God's word is being read, when you are reading God's word, do you come with a desire and a preparation to receive. To receive something means to take it in. Some people want to take God's word and sort of hold it out at a distance and then decide, okay, I'll take this, but I want to leave that. No, when it comes to God's word, if we want wisdom, if we truly value wisdom, then when God's word comes, if it's truly God's word, we're going to take it in. So many people, though, spend their life and their version of God's word is hearing somebody else tell them God's word, or really just spend a whole lot of time explaining things and spend very little time actually in the word of God. I want to challenge you, make sure that you aren't just relying on someone else to give you the word, but that you learn to receive the word of God yourself. And then it says to hide my commandments with thee. If it's something you've received, if you've taken it, you're going to hide it. You're going to treasure it. You're going to hold on to it. You know, some of the special gifts that I've been given, I have put them in a special place in my house. I, I have them in a special place in my office. A few years ago for my birthday, my sister-in-law, Laura, gave me this plaque with a kind of an outline of the map of Houston. And underneath it, it had one of my favorite verses in the Bible, 1 Samuel 14, 6, that says, it may be the Lord will work for us. 
And I, I love that verse. God has used that whole passage in my life to challenge me again and again about following him. And I've preached that passage several times here at Arise and will continue to do so because I think it's a great passage of scripture to encourage us. But that was a special gift to me. I received it, right? Because it was special, it was valuable. And then I hid it. I didn't hide it in the sense of putting it where nobody could see it. But this idea of hiding here is not making it disappear. It's hiding it in the sense of treasuring it close, putting it in a place of value. Like if you had something really valuable, you might put it in a safe. You might lock it up. You, you might put it in a place where it's not going to be bothered or hurt. With that photo, I didn't just put it on the floor where it could be walked on. I didn't just throw it on the, on the chair where it could be sat upon. No, I put it up on the wall where it could be valued. What do you do with truth? What do you do with wisdom? What do you do with the Word of God? Do you receive it? Are you treasuring it? Are you hiding it? Number three, he says, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom. When wisdom is talking to you, when wisdom is trying to get your attention, when God's word is being spoken, are you listening in? Are you leaning in? Are you inclining your ear to that wisdom? Are you like, oh boy, here's that verse again. I've heard it before. <laughs> oh, I, I already know what this is about. I don't need to let, no, we need to incline our ear. I will tell you, there was a time in my life as, as a young person growing up when many times I would sit in church and I was growing up in a family. We were in church every Sunday, every Wednesday, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Sunday school. We were there. But I got to a place in my heart where my attitude was, well, I think I've heard this passage before. I know what he's going to say. And I was just checking the box, checking the mental box. I already heard, have heard this. I already know this. I don't need to hear this again. No, we ought to have the attitude when wisdom, when God's word is being spoken, we listen in, we incline our ear. God, what do you have for me today? Incline your ear to wisdom. And he says, and apply thine heart to understanding. To apply your heart, I think of this idea. It's to make your heart pliable so that it can be molded to God's truth, to understanding. To apply something is to take it and to make it specific in a purpose. It's sort of like if I took a screwdriver, I have the tool, but then I have to apply it to a particular screw. I have to get the right screwdriver, first of all, what type of bit or head is on it, so I know which type goes in the screw, and I have to put it in that screw to turn it. Holding the screwdriver does me no good if I don't apply it to a particular screw to turn that screw to tighten it or, un or, or to loosen it. Same thing with God's Word. So many people walk around with their Bible. I got it. I got my Bible. So many people even have memorized the Word. So many people are even hearing the truth. But if you're not taking it and applying it into your life, it's not doing you any good. You've got to take the truth and actually apply it. If God's truth does not change your life, then my friend, you do not have wisdom. You have a lot of knowledge. But knowledge applied is Wisdom. He says, apply your heart to understanding. Then we get to the fifth one. He says, to cry after knowledge. This shows the value, again, of knowledge, of wisdom. Something we're going to call after. Hey, come here. Help me. Hey, come here. I need you. Cry after knowledge. And then he says, lift up your voice for understanding. That means to speak loudly. We, we went to the Astros game last week, and and uh, we were sitting up in the stands, and boy, when the Astros hit a home run, 
we jumped to our feet and we shouted loudly. Why? Because it was valuable to us. It was exciting for us. How is your response to wisdom? Does it show that it's valuable? Are you seeking after it? Are you searching for it? Are you looking for it? That, that gets us to the next one. Verse number four, it gives us the seventh thing here. If you seek her as silver. We just finished doing some remodeling here in this building. And when we were doing that project, there was a floor safe that had been installed here who knows how long ago, long before we ever owned the building. And it was a hole in the ground with a lock top on it. And the joke was, hey, maybe there's gold bars or silver bars down in that safe. Now, I will tell you, once we cut it open, there were no gold bars, no silver bars. It was just muddy water, believe it or not, was down in that hole. You know, th there was no treasure in that hole. But if you knew there was treasure buried somewhere in your yard, how hard would you go about digging up your yard trying to find that treasure? That's what it's saying here. Seek after it like you would buried treasure and search for it as for hid treasures. And he says, if you'll do these things, and he gives an eight-part description of what it means to follow after and look for wisdom and to hang on to it and to hide it and search for it, lift up your voice for it. Why? Because it's so valuable. Wisdom, truth applied to your life is what will help you to navigate life so that instead of living a reactionary life, you can live a life on purpose because you're living a life of purpose that is guided by the truth of God's word. He says, if you'll do these things, verse five, thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. To be able to understand the fear of the Lord, to have a true grasp on what it means to walk with God in a proper relationship with him, a place of submission. What a blessing. What an opportunity that is. My friend today, I hope that you're seeking after wisdom. I hope it's as valuable to you as Proverbs 2 says it should be. I hope that you could demonstrate through your own personal walk with God that wisdom is actually valuable to you. My challenge to you this morning would be to take these eight descriptions of what it means to value wisdom and to look after it and look at your own life, examine your own habits and say, is this my response to truth? Is this what I'm doing to go after it each and every day? Not because I don't want to just live a life that's guided by or, or just a reactionary life based upon some news clip or some video, you know, clipping or, or some some little quote in a newspaper or maybe just, oh, well, I read my verse of the day. I want to seek after wisdom. It is valuable. I hope that's your heart today. Well, Thank you for being with us here this morning. And uh, thank you for your sharing of this video and the likes, the comments. We are seeing this go out to more and more people every day. And we want to continue to get the truth of God's word out because God's truth is what changes lives. I've never changed anybody's life. 
you never have in your own strength. It's God's truth, but he uses us to do it. And we, we get to feel like we're apart because we are, because God is working through us. So continue to share these and help other folks with it. And uh, if you haven't already, you can go and subscribe to our podcast, The Pursuit of Christ. That's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, other places. And you'll get those pushed out to your phone. If you need help with that, let me know. I'd be happy to do it. Well, let's close in a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, I pray for this uh, uh, prayer request of a church that's looking for a pastor. I pray for this need of another who is uh, struggling with a drug addiction. Lord, you know their needs. You know the struggles. You know the, the burdens that are there. Father, I pray that you would guide and direct. Lord, we thank you for your word and how it gives us the truth to be able to live our lives. May we live it pleasing to you. Bless us now, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great day. Lord willing, I'll see you here tomorrow morning. Take care. Bye-bye.